Welcome to Legends Remembered, a Star Wars Expanded Universe podcast. I'm your host, Ken, and I wanted to say thank you for uh, listening to this very first episode and being some uh, early adopters. I do want to uh, apologize for the mediocre sound quality. I am going to be recording these first few episodes on a uh, an Xbox headset with a cell phone. Just uh, just to make sure I'm going to stick to making these podcasts. And then eventually I'll upgrade, get some better equipment, and uh, everything will sound better for you guys. So uh, thank you for suffering through these first few episodes with me. And uh, sound quality aside, I hope you enjoy them and you, uh, you learn some things from them. So let's get right into it with what is the Expanded Universe or Legends. Uh, I'm going to use both terms interchangeably. I'm going to flip-flop. They, they mean the same thing. The Expanded Universe or Legends are all of these stories, whether they're in books or video games or comics or whatever, that uh, was taking place in the Star Wars universe before Disney took over. These stories were set like 3,000 years before Episode 1 up to like over 100 years after Episode 6. They spanned a large, massive gap of time, uh, took took place all over the galaxy all different types of characters some of them good characters some of them bad characters some in between you got to see all sorts of different viewpoints and it really showed that the the star wars galaxy was a true galaxy like everyone had their own story there was kind of like this joke going on that um you know you pick any random character out of a star wars movie and they have their own backstory and that was not largely in part, it was completely because of the expanded universe. Uh, there is that famous scene in Empire Strikes Back when Vader has all the bounty hunters all lined up, you know, and uh, the, the Admiral is like, oh, bounty hunters, we don't need that scum. And you see all of them up there. Every single one of those bounty hunters have their own stories. Most of them have their own series, or, well, Boba Fett has their own series. Most of them have their own books. Uh, Dengar got a few books out of it. Um, he's the guy in all white with the, um, like the, the wraps on his head. Um, Bosk got himself into a few of like the cartoons and some of the video games. Like they all had storylines afterwards. Like that's what, that in a nutshell is what made the expanded universe so amazing. And what made it so disappointing when, uh, Disney said, nah, none of that happened and they threw it down the toilet. The Expanded Universe gave a voice and a story to all of these characters and places that were just, you know, briefly mentioned or just got a glimpse of on on the big screen. And then gave us all new characters and new places that we had never seen on, on, the, on the movies. Like, uh, for some of you guys that are in the know, Knights of the Old Republic. You know, the the formation of the Republic, well, the reformation of the Republic, and getting to see the uh, the Mandalorians in their heyday. How, like, everyone's like, ooh, the Mandalorians. You get to see them in, like, the Knights of the Republic comics and in some of the video games as well, when they're, like, at their height and then just after their height, when they had taken over, like, half the galaxy. The the like only force non-force group to to do that and it's all in the expanded universe all these extra books and stories that um 
that existed, you know, and that technically still exists, but they're not being expanded upon now that Disney has, uh, has the reins. So the, the expanded universe is a bunch of stories for Star Wars that expand the universe. Like, I feel like I'm repeating myself now, but that's, that's essentially what it does. And, um, they're just, some of them are, some of them are kind of weird or bad even, um, there's, there's an Ewok cartoon, I, I do not remember the, uh, the name of it, but there is an Ewok cartoon, there's two movies of it, and it's not the best thing in the world, um, that that would be kind of in the the bad category and I'm not someone that hates Ewoks but um yeah that that uh those those shows were not not necessary those are kind of the like in the bad spot but then there's like some of the weird things that are kind of cool um there was a there was a book series called Galaxy of Fear that some of you might know uh, Galaxy of Fear is basically Goosebumps set in the Star Wars universe. There's like a, a City of the Dead, which had like this zombie plague uh, that was that wiped out this whole town. And these two kids and their uncle who are like relate. They're, they're friends of the Rebel Alliance, but they're not actually rebels because like they're two kids and an uncle. They have to like get through the city full of zombies and then there was like um there was one where like these plants had come to life and they were like infecting people and eating them and all kinds of like gross creepy you know goosebumps things it was it was a kids horror s- series set in the star wars universe which is weird but it was cool and like it it worked um you also got stuff like uh the the young boba fett series which also for kids you know young boba fett it took place right after Django Fett's head gets cut off. Like, well, so it actually starts before that. It starts with Django Fett as a child growing up on Camino, And then in the first book, you get to him watching his dad, his you know donor, Django Fett's head getting cut off by Mace Windu. And then you follow him as he grows up and becomes a bounty hunter and recovers his father's armor and learns what it means to be a Mandalorian, to be a Fett. And just really fascinating. He uh he meets up with Anakin before Anakin goes all dark side and they kinda like hang out for a little bit. Uh he fights General Grievous. It does not go well. But you know, it's it's a very cool, like sort of coming of age revenge series. Uh, starring Boba Fett and like yeah it's for kids it was also a really good read uh, and then you get um an older series that uh, took place back it it's from like the 90s I believe and it took place after episode uh, six so it has Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit he uses a grenade to uh, blow his way out of that thing and he gets rescued by Dengar, one of those other bounty hunters I mentioned that was on the ship, and they go off. They've had all these adventures, and 
you know, Boba Fett gets a new armor and he gets back his ship that someone stole and is this whole like, you know, uh, revenge story and takes out the bounty hunter guild and eventually becomes the new Mandalorian, the leader of Mandalore of the Mandalorian people. He becomes Mandalore. Uh, awesome, awesome book series. So you have just all these really, really great stories on existing characters and new characters. And, um, there's a lot of, a lot of changes too, like in, so in the Mandalorian, which is a very popular, you know, car or cartoon, very popular TV show right now with Star Wars fans, that has nothing to do with the expanded universe. That is Disney's own, I guess, expanded universe. It's a Disney lore, right? And so in that Boba Fett clearly survives as you've seen in season two, spoilers I guess like if you if you're listening to this podcast you, you should already know this even if you don't watch the show um and if you don't watch the show and you're listening to this podcast well like I feel you probably don't care about what Disney's doing anyway so whatever spoilers uh, the <laughs> Boba Fett survives is the point and he's in the Mandalorian and he's not Mandalore and he you know has to deal with um with what's left of the true Mandalorians and with, you know, um, the Mandalorian himself. It's like, he's got Grogu and all that sort of stuff. And he helps him out and they fight what's left of the empire and do all that sort of jazz during that same time period in the expanded universe is when Boba Fett is teamed up with Dangar and they're doing all these crazy assassinations and, he's recovering his bounty like his his armor and um getting back at the people in the bounty hunter guild who backstabbed him and he's like he has nothing to do with Grogu and the Mandalorian because those two characters don't exist those two characters Star or Disney made up for Star Wars so like completely different things are going on in the expanded universe versus what is going on in the Disney verse which I guess is a I think I'll use that from now on. And it's not... It's not to say that all of what Disney does is bad. But a lot of it isn't great. <laughs> and the Expanded Universe just kind of... It handled a lot better. Um, I'm going to go into far more detail in later recordings. On the the timeline differences. And what different characters are doing in the Expanded Universe versus the EU. Um, I used Boba Fett as an example because he's pretty prominent and popular in both Expanded Universe camps and in the Disney camp. Uh, like, a big difference, though, that you have in the Disney versus the the Legends, the Expanded Universe, uh, would come with, like, characters that exist in one but don't exist in the other. So, Luke, like, Grogu and the Mandalorian, right? They exist in the new Star Wars universe. They're pretty cool. You know, the Mandalorian in particular is a pretty, pretty cool dude. Uh, I love Mandalorians, so, like, I was pretty psyched for him. I'm disappointed that the TV show doesn't revolve around Boba Fett. But apparently he's going to get his own spinoff. I don't know. Not the point. The point is Mandalorian and Grogu, Baby Yoda, are decent. Like, they're cool characters. I, however, don't feel like they... I don't feel like they're as cool as the characters from from Legends, um, I feel like we gave up far more in Legends 
and didn't get as big of a return from from Disney. And you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like casuals, right? A lot of casual fans aren't gonna gonna know what I'm talking about. You know, they disagree with me because they have no idea who these legend characters are. And you know, if you're one of those people, like, hey, that's cool. Like, you're free to disagree with me. You know, these are all opinions here. But um, I'm hoping that maybe I can, uh, if not change your mind, then make you see my point of view and the other legend guy's point of view when um, when we talk about someone like like Mara Jade, for example. I love the fuck out of Mara Jade. She's amazing and fantastic. And if you listen to this, you don't know who she is. So like, well, she's going to get her own her own episode. I promise you that that'll be one of the first ones I do. But uh, to, to be quick. And I think I'll use this as my last example. So Mary Jade is a character that only exists in the Expanded Universe. She has not been brought into Disney, and I don't think she'll ever be brought into Disney, which is very disappointing. Disney talks about wanting a uh, you know strong female lead. Mary Jade, weird girl, 100%. For all the reasons people like Ahsoka, and I love Ahsoka, uh, Mary Jade is superior. Like, Mary Jade, it's, I love the girl. So... Okay, Mary Jade starts out as the the uh, the Imperial Hand, right? She is a spy and assassin for the Emperor. During episodes like uh, five and six, and in between episodes five and six, Mary Jade views the Emperor as a benevolent old man who's just doing the best for the galaxy. She doesn't know that he's a Sith. He, she, he doesn't show that side to her. She doesn't see the evil part of him. She believes him, and as a lot of the galaxy did, when he said he wanted to bring, you know, peace and prosperity to the galaxy, and, you know, we had just ended the Clone Wars, and it was time to, to reunite the galaxy under one rule and make it strong and, you know, make it great again. Um, She believes him. And... In doing so, she fully gives herself over to the Emperor, and he trains her in how to use a lightsaber, and in some, uh, you know, Jedi and Sith abilities. She is Force-sensitive, she can, like, move stuff with her mind, and jump really far, and, you know, do the basic Jedi sort of stuff. Uh, she gets a sweet purple lightsaber. She's, like, the second, the only other cat. well, there's, like, three characters in Legends that use the purple lightsaber, including uh, Mace Windu. Well, prominently, there's only three characters. She's the second one. And so she goes off and she she assassinates some uh, governors who are stealing money from the taxes to, you know, make themselves rich. She's uh, planting evidence and getting uh, admirals arrested who are planning on, um, you know, stealing war material for themselves and not uh you know not doing what the emperor says and to her she's doing the right thing she's keeping order and balance in the galaxy and then you know the the death star blows up well the second death star blows up vader and the emperor dies uh she has to deal with luke skywalker and this whole like you killed the man who was like a father to me and you know you took my life away from me and it's this whole like i must kill luke skywalker and get revenge on him for ruining the galaxy and ruining my life. And she goes to this whole thing where she hunts down Luke. And again, she's going to get her in an episode, but like long story short, 
she ends up marrying Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade get married. She becomes a Jedi Master. Uh, <laughs> she becomes like one of the um, the big like spy advisors for the New Republic when they you know reset themselves back up after uh, after a couple other wars that I'll touch on later. But she becomes a Jedi Master. She helps out the New Republic. Um, her and, and Luke make like an amazing pair. All the stories of them together are awesome. Uh, just seeing them as a couple, like Luke had someone that's his equal. And then Mara Jade ends up being the, um, the mother to her child with Luke Skywalker, uh, a young boy they name Ben Skywalker. Which for you know you Disney people might be like oh well Ben uh, Ben Solo was like yeah that's where they that's where Disney took the name from. D- Disney saw the name, stole the name, said fuck that character, stole the name and stuck it on some whiny kid. And they named Ben Solo, and we'll talk about that more later. But in the books, Ben Skywalker is Luke and Mara Jade's son. And they name him, you know, in honor of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's this, like, really, uh, you kind of get to see kind of what it would have been like if uh, Padme and Anakin could have, you know, had the the happy little marriage and had the kids together. Like, Luke finally gets to live that out. And it's great. And, again, Mary Jade is just awesome. She she can hack things, you know, like, slight, like slight, slicing is a Star Wars term for hacking, like, computers. She knows how to hack stuff. She can, you know, break into things. She's a cabler. It's like, um, it's like Black Widow with the lightsaber. She's great. She, uh, there was even a a short story and I'll, I'll go into more of this because these guys are going to, I'm going to have an episode for these guys. Uh, the, uh, the hand of judgment is a squad of five stormtroopers and again i'm gonna give them their own episode but i'm gonna touch upon them here to give a little bit of a story from mara jade so the the hand of judgment are these five stormtroopers who uh go rogue for more region reasons they want to um do the empire's will they want to enforce the imperial justice but they want to do it their way without civilian casualties so long story short they go rogue and they end up in a situation where Vader and the 501st are, uh, you know, bearing down on them. Vader's got his lightsaber, stormtroopers got their guns out, and they're like, hey, you five are the stormtroopers that went rogue. Uh, what the hell are you guys doing here? I think it's time for y'all to be executed. And Mara Jade happens to be on this planet, and she pops out, and she's like, uh, excuse me, Lord Vader, uh, these guys are working for me. And Vader has no love for this girl. Uh, Vader sees her not not so much as a um, like as an adversary, but he's kind of jealous that like the Emperor gives her like the time of day. Like the Emperor took the time to train her, and will you know have little one on one sessions with her where he acts like a like a kind doting grandfather, you know. And then to the Emperor, he's all like, Ah, Vader, go kill this thing, and ah, I hate you, you piece of shit, you half robot man. You know, and Vader obviously has no love for the Emperor. So this whole weird thing. So Vader doesn't really care for her, but she shows up and she comes to the defense of the, the Hand of Judgment. And she's like, Vader, these guys are mine. You know, you have the entire 501st Legion. Like, 
Surely you're not going to take from me my hand of judgment, my squad of five stormtroopers. And he's like, all right, fine. Like if they're working for you, then we'll, we'll clear them. Like they're, if they're part of your undercover operations, he's like, yep, they've been working for me this entire time, going rogue, stealing that spaceship, all of that. Yep. It's all been working for me. And he's like, all right, fine. And you know, him, the 501st leave and the stormtroopers like, yo, uh, thank you. She's like, yeah, you know, um, just remember, uh, you all owe me a favor anytime, any place I'm going to call upon you and you better get your asses over there to, uh, tell me whenever it is I say that I need you. And they're like, yo, you got it. And she lets them go. And it's this cool, like, uh, you know, she, she saved these guys who really weren't doing anything wrong. They, they're, they like her believe that the empire is the best force for stability and justice in the galaxy they truly believe in the empire and the imperial message that it will be a strong force a strong central government to prevent another civil war from ever happening like they really believe the messaging so she lets them go off to go do their thing and you know she she gets a you know little happy feeling with herself and she gets to kind of you know give vader like you know the middle finger of me like yeah fuck you buddy like you're gonna kill these guys and yeah, I said no and you didn't do it you know so she gets a little, little bit of thrill from that and it's it's just a, it's a cool little story with her in it you know and then she goes off on her way and continues to try and uh, hunt down Luke Skywalker but yeah Mary J is great and I I guess this kind of I'm going to transition to talking about what uh what I'm hoping to cover with the next few episodes so um, like in the intro, I think I'm going to cover, uh, a short episode on like different starfighters that the, the, uh, new Republic uses in legends, uh, since in the Disney star Wars, they're still just using X-Wings. I mean, like they use X-Wings in the expanded universe as well, but you know, you, you upgrade stuff and you, you make new ships. Like, you know, what, what happened to like the A-Wings and the B-Wings and, all those you have some retarded ass bombers in what was it Re- the the force awake no not the Force. whatever the second disney movie was the skywalker one the dumb bombers doesn't matter <laughs> expanded universe has cool airplanes airplanes cool uh fighter uh stub fighters cool uh fighter ships i'm gonna talk about some of the um the starfighters in an episode and then i want to touch upon mara jade of course gonna get her own episode like i said the um the five stormtroopers the hand of judgment they're gonna get their own episode and i'm gonna cover um the the han solo family and i'm gonna cover republic commando but i think the first episode i'm gonna do is going to be on the Thrawn trilogy. Some of you might know the name Thrawn if you were paying close attention to the second season of The Mandalorian, or if you watched Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Thrawn is a very, very cool character. Even in, I will I will say, even in Disney Star Wars, Thrawn is a very awesome character. Um, Disney kind of nerfed him. They kind of made him not as cool as he is in the Expanded Universe. And they changed in what time period he shows up in 
and honestly i feel like it um it removes some of the mystique some of the coolness factor that he adds but uh i digress so the next episode before i do any of those i'm gonna start off with the the thrawn trilogy and in my opinion like if you're looking to get into the expanded universe start with the thrawn trilogy the thrawn trilogy should have been what the next three star wars movies are episodes eight nine and ten should or sorry eight nine ten seven eight and nine should have been the thrawn trilogy like 100 percent uh you know f- find some some legend guides and odds are they're gonna agree with me on that there is a few um you know authors that agree with that there is a there's an interview with george lucas where he said you know I basically consider the Thrawn trilogy to be the next few movies. Like, obviously, he had his own plan for movies, but, you know, he he did say a few times that he considers the Thrawn trilogy to be what happened next in in the series. And so it's it's phenomenal. If you're looking to start, that's where I suggest you do it. Uh, Disney did do a nice reprint of Legends. Uh, I guess Disney, the, the book, well, yeah, Disney let it happen. Never. The point is, they did do a nice reprinting of the book. It's uh, you know, available at a uh, Amazon or um, no, uh, Books Million or whatever bookstore you go to, and it's got this. If you have all three books lined up, they make a really cool art piece. It's three books. Um, they're not super long. They're not really expensive. They're they're fantastic stories. It takes place like, I want to say it's like a like nine years after episode six and it it's set up with um the new republic having taken coruscants and reestablishing itself as the dominant um power in the galaxy and the empire is kind of making its uh its big fine like its big final push to to retake the galaxy from from the republic like the republic has been on well the rebels turned into the new republic the republic of the rebels have been on a roll ever since they blew up the second death star and the book series opens up with the empire finally like catching its breath from the last you know seven eight years and going all right it's time to retake the galaxy and it's, it's really fantastic um that's going to be the next episode is i think i'm going to cover the uh the first the first book at the very least um, I'm going to read some, uh, I'm going to read some of it to you guys and, and then I'll, I'll discuss it some more. And I think that's kind of the format I want to do for this podcast is I, I want to do some episodes where I actually read some of the, uh, like an, some experts from the books and then I discuss it and then I'll have other episodes like this one where I just pick a topic and I just go at it. So hopefully that sounds cool to all you guys hopefully this podcast recording isn't a complete mess um my editing editing skills are not the greatest my speaking skills are not the greatest i probably have slurred words or left weird spaces and if you're sticking with me i very much am grateful to you thank you i'm gonna work on making this all better and um yeah i think that's it i hope you return for the next episode and uh yeah, I'm going to work on a, some cool, like, you know, Star Wars sign-off thing, but that's it. Have a have a great day, and, you know, look at some Star Wars stuff. Like, tell your friends, hey, check out this podcast. Uh, I'm on Spotify and iTunes and all that sort of stuff, so, like, 
no, check it out, please. Um, look at some expanded universe stuff. If, if you're interested at all, if you're just bored and you want more Star Wars in your life, check out Legends, check out the expanded universe, check out the Thrawn trilogy. Seriously, Thrawn trilogy is so fucking good. Like, damn, it's good. I've, I've reread it like three times. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, Star Wars, expanded universe. That's it. That's in the, the show. Uh, have a good night and may the forest be with you.